0: Hello everyone, Jim Hackett, Pete Davidson, we have the fantasy football arm of the Off Day Podcast. It's division week in uh, the NFL, which is fun. There's still some fantasy action going on, but around these parts, you and I were just talking before we hit record yeah. about the Pats, and, and there's like a lot to talk about. And I want to hit that in a big way. I'm afraid to do it at the outset because I know how you and I get, and it might be five o'clock by the time yeah. we're done. So we'll start with the playoffs, I think. You yeah, the mean?
1: Patriots is, yeah, I wish we could just sort of whiskey up to a bar and just sit there and... Let's open-ended do. the Pats because we could go. We can do Pats for hours and hours, at days. This
0: point. I could go for days.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways to to go at it. So yeah, before we go off on tangents, let's let's focus and do yeah. this slate. It's you know, it's it's sort of a cool slate. I, I would just I, say
0: even before you say that, Pete, if yeah. if people are catching us, like if someone like read my column or reads my columns on the Patriots, we're gonna talk Patriots. So hang in there. But if you're a fantasy guy, and you want some DFS stuff. Yeah. We, rock can and roll. If we can no, start now. Let's Patriots. let's do the
1: let's, okay. do, let's do the slate. Yeah, uh, the Patriots is easy. That's that's candy. Um Well. Maybe not, depending on your perspective, I guess. But it's easy to talk about. It's yeah. just a bunch of interesting topics yep. um, that it's all opinion. Um, but, yeah, this four-game slate is – I'll tell you what. Let me try to overview it real quick, and then we'll go game by game. Yeah. I think the the overview is I want to get most of my non-receivers in before Seattle Green Bay, and I'd like to have as many receivers going in Seattle Green Bay as possible. Mm. That, that would be like my over – view of how I want to play the slate now obviously roster construction can take you in different directions and which quarterback you opt to start with um can have an impact uh, on how you build and how many receivers and running backs you can get from a particular game uh additionally there's p- perhaps a counterintuitive element to what I said right it, logically speaking you might think well then I want my quarterback in that game too right
0: you would think right you know, if you're going to try to lock them up you know stack r- them
1: right not necessarily the case though because um You know, Lamar Jackson is, I think, the best QB on the slate, but also by far the most expensive. But remember, and you know, well, we all know, a lot of his fantasy point potential is going to come from running the ball. So um, you can get a quarterback who scores a lot of points, but then also have most of the, you know, uh, passing yards come from another game because of the nature of that quarterback. And then you've got Mahomes, um, who could, you know, who I think is the QB to roster, um, but by the same token – you know maybe the fact that we have to pay so much for these other QBs is a reason to consider going to Rodgers or Russ Russell Wilson game. Yeah. Um, and you know even and here's another interesting thing about this week I think cash is like really obvious what to do yep it, you know it's just like it's pretty obvious to figure out who the best cash plays are like play Devontae Adams yep uh play Damian Williams uh you know play one of the safe quarterbacks and just go from there it's not hard Um, but when you get into the gpps then the questions become a lot more interesting like i think garoppolo is a really compelling play for tournaments Mm. like if you don't mind throwing some money at 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 a san francisco stack um just but you have to understand like you know garoppolo could throw 14 passes you know
0: yeah they they're run heavy but he can he's efficient and then sometimes he can just air it out and make make you some money
1: their games unfold and when they unfold things happen and if they have to throw they can and when they get into a throw mode he can put up a lot of numbers so he's compelling but they're also a team where if they can control the game with the run they will so you know you sort of have to figure out game script um so the first game to me definitely both teams want to run
0: vikings vikings frisco absolutely that's old school
1: right but they can both pass Yeah um what makes it tough on minnesota is that san francisco defensive pass really really Real well good, yeah. um, but on the, on the other side of the coin and, and san francisco defense pretty much everything well but they're banged up and a lot of the guys coming back aren't really coming back like they're back they're mm. gonna try to contribute work through it thing. yeah um it's not like they got it's not like this defense i mean the buy is going to help this defense get a little healthier it's not going to suddenly make it whole um and then you know silva evan silva said something i was listening to his um his show the other day and he said something that i thought was interesting um i mean nothing new san francisco plays a lot of wide nine um but the 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 outside zone that they're running with kubiak a lot this year does match up well with the wide nine and san francisco uses the wide nine on early downs sometimes Mm. so you know, Dalvin Cook has got a puncher's chance at some really big plays in this game. Yeah, okay. I think b- because good. of the way those two things match up. Yeah. Um, now, if it doesn't hit, it could be nothing. But, um, you know, the way San Francisco pulls those ends outside um, and against that zone, that outside zone, um, you know, those are not the best run defenders, obviously. Mm. Um, so, um, the, you know, if Minnesota's executing, and, and, and that brings us to an interesting part about this first game, you know, a lot of people... Well, I don't know how many, but I think some people do forget that the Vikings are sort of a Gary Kubiak team. This a little year, bit, yep. Right? He's sort of that offensive um, guru. He's not the OC, but he's sort of the overseer yep. of things. Um, and the, the offense has changed a lot since they brought him in. And I do think that his zone concepts have helped a lot. Um, and you're looking at those same zone concepts with Shanahan on the other side, is mm. the, the long windup I was going for there. So these are guys who come from the same place. This is a lot of the same ground schemes we're going to see. Sounds like it
0: could be gridlock
1: then. Well, well, it could be a lot of running success. Mm. Um, And if, um, you know, at some point, if nobody's pulling ahead, maybe a team goes to the pass, or maybe a team goes to the pass because they're forced to because someone's lighting it up. Either one of these running games could do really well. Mm. Um, You know, on the Minnesota side, we know it'll be Cook. Yeah, for sure. On the San Francisco side, if they're running the ball like crazy, all bets are off for fantasy because it's hard to figure out who their running backs really are.
0: Well, Brita's had a nice break.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, but so now you're going to – you're taking a big guess assuming that they're just going to suddenly give Brita action when they haven't. Right. Um,
0: I'm just saying because it kind of complicates things versus the last few weeks of the regular season. Tevin
1: Coleman and Brita, even Wilson. Um, I I mean, clearly mostert's at the head of the pack. Yeah. uh, But, you know, the head of the pack for San Francisco is like – 10 11 12 right. 13 14 15 something like that that's head of the pack right um and you know a bad week for their lead back is seven carries yep you know um moreover to your point about Breida, he's been you know he had I think as we move further and further away from it I think we're starting to realize that had to have been like a high ankle that he had just if you look at the way they've brought him back like they brought him back because they needed him, and then when when Mostert started sort of going off, they right. sort of they sort of took the gas off yep. of Brita. Yeah. almost like, well, hey, let's just let's, let's just ride use this guy, yeah. right? Well, and and let's let's not push Brita. Yep. Um. So, I, I mean, I in the back of my mind, I think, yeah, maybe there's something to the idea that maybe they've saved Britta mm-hmm. and now we're going to see Mostert Brita. Yeah. Um, kind of like but, what the
0: Pats did with Burkhead.
1: But that's nothing but a guess. I mean, that's
0: just pure. It's a, it's a good guess. guess. It seems like a good guess, though. It's an informed guess, you know. Yeah, I'd
1: say, i say that I'd say we've got a coin involved, but hmm. um, it. But I, the point I'm making is that I think Breida makes Coleman more volatile and risky. He and he conceivably makes M- Mostert's workload even if you want to sit there and go, yeah, Mostert's good for 14 touches. Well, maybe not. Hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, here's one thing we do know about San Francisco: they will ride the odd hand. We've seen it this year. We saw it last year. And we've seen it throughout the course of this whole, whatever you want to call it, coaching chain. Mm. Shanahan 1, Shanahan Mm. 2, Kubiak. These guys will ride the hot hand. They're they're like that. So um, there's some risk to Mostert. But having said that, I think Mostert's one of the more reasonable plays on the slate because I want to get a lot of these better receiver plays in my lineup, and it's tough to do Mm. if you're playing – Dalvin at 8k yeah or Derrick Henry at 82 um even getting you know um you know Aaron Jones mm. in at 74 is is it's is, hard it's tricky when you're paying it you're the one thing about this slate you're not going to get through it without making a tough choice here or there mm. you're not going to be able to get everything you'll want um you're gonna have maybe you can get one of the big backs if you want to get one of the big receivers, and you want to not pay down for a tight end. Mm. Like there's a bullet you're gonna have to bite on this slate. You're either gonna have to play receivers you don't love, you're gonna have to pay down a tight end, or you're gonna have to pay down to one of the running backs that's like below the six k fifty eight hundred area. Yeah, and you
0: want to make like, sure you get the the top as many top wides as you can get. It sounds right. Like. Yeah. So
1: well, yeah, I mean, but basically, I think. The defining part of the slate is sort of what thing that you don't want are you willing to live with. Mm. <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe for some lineup builds, if you pay down at quarterback, most art might might be the, the thing you don't want in your lineup that you put in there. Yeah. Um, maybe if you pay up a little bit higher at quarterback, you have to you have to bite a even tougher bullet. You might have to go with like a Gus. You know, at forty nine.
0: I was gonna say, what are you thinking about? Like with the Ingram, Gus Edwards, and then maybe Justice Hill. I I think Edwards is
1: a really nice play. I that's where I'm at. I I don't trust Ingram at sixty seven hundred on the slate. No way. I'm not touching that guy. It hasn't been good Um,
0: news with him for three weeks now. A couple weeks, you know. In terms of that calf and how he's, he's you know, limited practice, but did you know. see that when it happened? I can't remember. Pete. Okay, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I when it happened, I'm like, that's not good. Mm. Like my my immediate reaction was, that is not. I a think I small did see it. injury. Yeah, he reacted like it was something real. Mm. Um, so. I trust my instincts, I mm. trust my first reactions. I you know when athletes pull their leg up gimpy like that, it gets my attention. Mm. Um and since we haven't heard anything that confirms that he's a hundred percent, yeah, uh, I'm treating him as as risky business. Okay. Um you know, again, we're sitting here trying to figure out ways to get in Derrick Henry at eighty two. Right. Um trying to you know, trying to get in um Damien at six K is tough. Getting Dalvin at eight K is tough. So are we really gonna go mess around with a sixty seven hundred dollar Ingram?
0: No, it doesn't sound smart.
1: I yeah, I'd rather go the other way and and mess around with Gus at forty nine, open up a different part of my roster. That's Gus Edwards, by the way. Sorry. Open up a different part of my roster, getting another player in that I really like. And I'd rather hope that the healthy Gus gets more action than the forty nine 100 number in indicates, yep. then hope that Ingram hits. That he gives you the 6,200 right. I mean, worth or more. Yeah. If Ingram is 100% healthy, that 6,700 is a pretty high number. Yeah. Like even if he's playing in his normal role and he's 100%, that's a number that I don't love. Yeah.
2: That's so, fair.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, what, you know, I, I, I guess the tricky thing on Ingram is going to be, you know, how are we better off? Are we better off playing guys like Gus and Justice Hill? With the specter of Ingram keeping other people off of them, mm. and then Ingram being what we think he is, which is not 100, percent and then it ends up being a Gus day, yeah. and nobody's on him, right? Whereas if they call Ingram out and give us a nice, comfortable Gus start, well, okay, good, but now you and ev- everybody and your mother's on, yeah, it, you can't differentiate right? that. So, way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, you could argue either way as to you know what we want here, but you know, I have found that getting Gus in at 49 helps a lot. Mm. Uh, obviously, you know, the thing about Gus Edwards is if Ingram ends up being good to go, you know, Edwards still has a puncher's He still
0: opening. gets his, yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, probably he's going to come up light, but at least he's probably not a dud. So, I mean, you know, whereas if you go down to Justice Hill at 39 mm. and Ingram plays... Could be a bagel. You could be looking at, like, two, three touches yep. or less, yep. who knows. Um, so Hill is, you know, a little bit more of a leap of faith. Yeah. Um, Uh, but for me, most of my lineup builds have, have gone through, uh, Mahomes, uh, and Jackson, um, so let me see. Is there anything on this game? You know, I'll tell you one thing about that Minnesota-San Francisco games. I don't game. I don't understand how Diggs is fifty-six. Mm. That, that that seems really low to me. I know he hasn't been heavily involved last couple weeks. God knows why.
0: He was sick too, huh? Like yeah. This, yeah, yeah.
1: I, yeah. Uh, and, and look, Thielen's got this this cut on his ankle. Sounds like he's going to play. I wouldn't play Thielen against this defense mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. I like Diggs better. Uh, and at five thousand six hundred, Diggs. Move, he's moving into that liberating area Price-wise, right? right? Yeah. Um, you know, he's in the same area as Manny Sanders um, So, you know
2: Yeah, maybe, that's intriguing Get big upside know, there yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, you could game stack this game Very few people are going to do it um, And mm. you could do something like um, You could stack either quarterback I think either one would make sense uh, If we stacked Garoppolo I would probably put, like, Kittle and Debo with him And then yeah. bring Diggs back on the other side And hope for a shootout mm. Um, and that would put you in a position to roster a couple other key players from some of the later games.
0: Um, It's interesting.
1: You know, the the thing about this game that's... I think this is a good game to mess around with a couple stacks and GPPs. Um, You know, I think this game is a little tough on cash because I think it's really tough to figure out how it's going to play out. Right. Um, You know, apart from, like, Dalvin or Kittle,
0: those are the two safest guys yeah, in that game for sure. I, yeah. I,
1: I, I, I'm having trouble seeing this as a cash game. I may, the one exception could be maybe paying down to Rudolph. He's the one tight end where it's like, well, San Francisco eats tight ends, but mm. at least he's good. Um, it's been getting and, and, I mean, Hey, by the way, um, New Orleans. Dude, I know. How do you only have one man on Kyle Rudolph? I, I mean, on that, that, last was, play. that was ridiculous. I mean, get, I, maybe not a straight double team or something, but get like somebody on that side uh, of the field. Was, like. I mean, make them go over yeah. under something it looked
0: very easy before the play snapped I'm like oh yeah. my
1: God they've got solo what are they yeah. doing yeah
0: it's so obvious um that, they've had a tough the, run in the playoffs the last few years man they,
1: they... yeah I, I I mean overall I thought you know tough day for the Saints I mean yeah. overall they got a lot of a lot of tough beats but I thought that last play I don't know maybe it's me but it, I it would have I would have had some help on that side it looked
0: a team. little like to me too it looked it, it was it didn't look well <laughs> I, I could be
1: talking out of my butt, I mean, no, because no. I, I, I haven't gone back and watched it twice. Maybe there's, maybe, um, maybe Minnesota threw a wrinkle that it I'm looked not
0: real open, Pete. It looked easy. It looked. E- I was just like, I, I'm
1: like, why do they have? Why are they letting them put Rudolph on an island like that?
0: But, taking, okay. taking from someone who watched the, the Patriots go over uh, three first and first and goal at the one how easy that play looked versus what the Patriots, the three plays before, done the night before. Running plays that I mean? don't
1: work at the goal line always look like bad oh, balls. Oh, God. Um, but, hey, look, I, I think I could be wrong, but I think last week on this show, or the week before, um, we talk, I, I talked about Kyle Rudolph and how he's yeah. just been really just devastating in the red zone this yeah. year yeah. on those short throws. I mean, he just he eats people on those fades, um, he's really tough to cover one-on-one because very few people have that length, strength matchup. Mm. And he's got really strong hands. He's like, once some... he gets those mitts on him,
2: yeah.
0: He
1: boy, inc- and we, 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 we did a couple minutes on it. I you know He's the one guy where I'm like, man, if the Patriots are going after that guy. Because he was available.
0: Yeah, I know. They should have. There was a window. I don't there, know. There was I mean, a it window. Might've,
1: it might have cost a lot. We don't know.
0: Would um, it have cost more than Mohammed Sanu cost?
2: You no, know? oh,
1: no. Right. Well, actually, I don't know. I mean, who knows?
2: I know.
1: Look, he's a he's one of those players where and I think we've said this on the show a couple times, but you just wonder like I mean, he's an elite football player. Criminally
0: underused.
1: And he, and he gets talked about like he's just another tight end. Um, I think he's one of these guys where if he played for the Patriots or if he played if he played for the for the Saints, yeah, some team like that. Or if he played with Rodgers, you know, somebody who would be like, yeah, I got that guy. I'm going to throw 10 touchdowns a yeah. year at that guy. Yeah,
0: versus Jimmy Graham for Rodgers. Right, Rogers, you know right.
1: who's clearly washed. washed it, yeah. if, if, if Rudolph was in the right spot, he could be a volume touchdown guy and everybody would be singing his praises. One anyway, thing about him right now, sorry. though,
0: he's actually getting this. He and Cousins have a nice little swagger going right now. You can feel it when you watch. They are believing in, in zone, each other. yeah, For sure in the red zone. Yeah. Um.
1: So, yeah, let's jump down to the other game. C- clearly Diggs. Uh, Dalvin Kittle, obviously, great play in this game. He's going to yep. be number one receiver. The, 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 the targets are going to be there. One little thing, I, I almost called it clever, but I don't want to call it clever because it hasn't worked yet. But when you're building lineups, if you come up with a lineup, say, with Manny Sanders that you really like, mm-hmm. like, say you come up with a Manny Sanders and you're like, wow, this is almost perfect. Here's one little trick I tried Debo and Manny are almost interchangeable at price mm. 52 54 Yeah. Um, so uh, I built a Manny lineup that I absolutely loved, and I'm like, you know what? Do the Why same, not just do why not build the same exact yeah. lineup and yeah. flip in Debo for Manny? Yeah. Now it's like now I have one extra way that line protected can yourself hit. a little, yeah. Yeah, it's it's an easy pivot to make. So uh, I, I was doing it in a, in a three dollar entry thing, so it was really easy to do. Right. It didn't cost me anything. Yeah. Um, so that's one little spot where there's a pivot you can maybe use that to that's your good advantage. Good idea. Yeah. Um, t- Titans Baltimore. This game is not particularly exciting i mean baltimore defense so strong balanced um tennessee's going to want to run um now will baltimore sort of invite the run the way the patriots did um i don't know that'll be interesting to see i Uh, hated
0: the way the patriots defended in the first half they just you know i
1: mean yeah i it didn't look good but i the, the funny thing is it sort of worked
0: the well, Patriots they were never out of that game. No, the you know? ostens- it was ostensibly a fourteen thirteen game, and if they got in the ends in the red zone on three tries, they yeah, win, they, right? So they
1: they, they played Ben don't break, and they didn't break that
0: much. Yeah, um, you they know? just gave him so much time to execute in the first half. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that missed opportunity really hurt him. But yeah, but they they tight- I said that I was watching it with a, a buddy of ours. I was watching it with Elmer, and I'm like, they- he's not going to get anything in the second half. They're going to tighten that up, and it's going to be a lost cause that's exactly what happened. So, Uh,
1: you know, the Titans are a pretty good team. Yeah, they are. Probably a little underrated. Um, And, you know, they didn't come in there with the typical, you know, not really sure what we want to do against the Patriots. No, they had a plan. They They had had, a plan. They were ready. Yeah. And they never never went away from it. Um, You know, and uh, it, it is pretty funny to see the Patriots getting upset about that whole thing with the timeouts and the punts and the whole thing. It's like.
2: No, he did – Belichick's gotta, done it before. Right.
1: It's like, dude, yeah. you got to just sit there and take it. Yeah. There's nothing you can say. There's no – no one's going to feel sorry. Yeah, for, it was know. uncomfortable to watch, <laughs> yeah. but it yeah, – yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's um, – you know, I, 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 look, if if you find something in the rule book that's to your advantage, I, I, I personally don't have a problem with it. Um, every yeah. time the Patriots have done stuff like that and people have been like, oh, it's cheesy, it's like, well, stop it.
0: It's there, right. Change right. the rule. I yeah.
1: mean, you, you know, I – you know, get, get a bean counter, or get you know, get somebody to go through the rule book and come up with a couple of edges for yourself. Um, rules are to be exploited. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's when you go outside of them that there's a problem. So, um, I didn't have a problem with what the Titans did, and as a Jet fan, when the when the Patriots did to the Jets a couple of years ago, you know, you just sat there. You know, it's like I knew their coach was smarter than our coach before the game. I was waiting for a moment in the game right. where it would be obvious that there, that's the case. Was. And yeah. here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Here's their coach out
0: outwitting our coach yeah. uh, as always. Yeah, I just shook my head and like, you know, I yeah. mean, it's like yeah. hard, it's hard to sit on a yeah. pedestal and complain right now. Sometimes you teach them <coughs> and they go out somewhere
1: else and use your stuff against yeah. you. Yeah. And that's, you know, yeah. a, a, a patriot came back home. And look, we talk ab- uh, well, we, not we, but a lot of people talk a lot about how weak the parcells Belichick coaching tree is. Um, I don't think that's the case. It, well, it is. <laughs> I mean, there's. it is. It's true. But I just don't think it's fair to, like, say that that's a permanent thing. Mm. Like, anybody can buck that trend at any second. Right.
0: Like, to me, it's... it. Well, Sean Payton's in that tree, right? Pretty good. Well,
1: I guess he... Well, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's in the Parcells yeah. tree, I guess. Yeah. Um, but... Well, the Parcells tree better than the Belichick. That's what we. If you want to start subdividing by limb. Yeah, but you um, you but you you them together. That's why. Yeah, I said, no, no, yeah, I did, yeah. I did. But my my point is this: it's like, look, you can't blame Belichick because other teams pick the wrong assistants, right? Like yeah. you can't you can't sit there and say his tree is bad. He didn't go out and plant Eric Mangini. Right. He didn't say, I am going to stake. The history of my coaching tree on Mangini. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> right. The just Jets decided right. Mangini was a good coach, right. not Belichick, right? Right. And, you know, Romeo Cornell got a head coaching job, but he was past the point where that was going to be a good gig right. for him. Right, You know, uh, and a lot of these guys, you know, Charlie Weiss was good helping Belichick. Yep. He wasn't that good helping yeah, some
0: other some of them people. are great lieutenants. Yep, right. For sure. and, and
1: And Weiss, I think, did some good work when he was with Andy Reid. Yep. Uh, Some of these guys are good, like, you know, they're good lieutenants. Yep. And Belichick, obviously, he doesn't care about head coaches. He wants good lieutenants. Yeah. So he brings in good lieutenants. It's not his job to bring in guys to help some other team in five years and to, like, flower up his coaching tree. Like, that's. That's not what it's
0: about. I want to get to Joe Judge in a second. I don't know what you think about him, but uh, I'll how tell can you,
1: you. Think anything about him? I don't, you don't know anything you know about him.
0: I'll tell yeah. you. I'll tell you who might be a coach. Actually, is Flores. You know what I mean? Who? Yeah, Flores I, looks good. He looks like a leader. You know what I mean? He Let's whip through this board real quick yeah. before
1: we get before. Th- 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 this game with the Titans and, the, and 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 the Ravens is pretty easy. Um, I, L- Lamar, obviously, if you can find a way to pay for him,
2: there's That's no way not to
1: love it. Yeah. Um, I, I think if you are going with Lamar. You can play him naked. That's one way to go. I think if you're doing a bunch of Lamar lineups, one naked Lamar makes sense. Uh, But I, for the most part... um, Mark Andrews? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting about the Ravens. Yeah, they don't throw a lot. So there's some trickiness with stacking him. Yeah. But they do throw to a fairly thin area of targets Mm -hmm. or a number of guys. I mean, it's pretty much... If Hollywood Brown's healthy, it's pretty much him. And Mark Andrews. Yeah. So I think you could... Mess around with some stacks, yep. I, I, and, and clearly Andrews. Um, so it, I, I would say I'm probably going to be like 80% stacked with Andrews. Uh, then the other one's probably Hollywood. Yep. Uh, and then mix around with a couple where I'll throw both of them in there. Yep. Um, and then on the other side, for me, it's Henry. There's nothing else I want to mess around with
0: Yeah.
1: on the Tennessee side. Maybe pay, if you wanted to pay all the way down at tight end and, like, play Furkser mm. I mean, you could do that. Mm. Um not, 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 not too really, sexy. Yeah, yeah not, I'm not really looking to do it. Yeah, right. uh, um, moving down to Houston, Casey. Uh, now, this game's fun. It's
0: an interesting one.
1: The, the problem is, I mean, Fuller obviously is a big problem. We don't know if he's going to be yeah, healthy game time or, if decision. He, or if he's a decoy. I think he's going to play. Yeah. I'd be really surprised if they don't at least use him as a decoy. Because um, they say he was, like, you know, close <laughs> last week. Yeah, It's like endless could, with him with this Yeah, well, injury. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, uh, he's he's one of these i don't think he's fragile i just think he's one of these players who plays totally reckless all the time mm. so a little bit like edelman mm. except he's not built like edelman
2: yeah edelman and, and, comes and back remember, and plays
1: there was a time where we couldn't keep edelman on the field i
0: remember yeah a few years ago
1: you know it's, four it, or five years ago it was well it, it was for about four years right yeah i mean now some of them were legit like the acl i mean there's
0: that's what that's, do. Not, that's yeah. not
1: Edelman being injury, but right. that's that's the whammy. Um so you know, Fuller, Will Fuller is a guy where he's you know, he's not stocky, he's not built like a fire hydrant, and he goes remember we talked about Mike Williams a couple weeks ago? Yeah. And we said this guy's constantly landing on his head, yep. His shoulder. Yep. He's a little bit like that. Mm. And the thing is Mike Williams doesn't run four four. <laughs> so like Will Fuller is going balls out down the field. Mm going faster than anybody else on the field, leaping up, coming down sideways on his back. Um, and, yeah, I mean, when you put that kind of stress on your body, things are going to snap. You're going to pull things.
0: I think he needs TV-12, man. He needs to stretch more. I
1: think he needs to learn to play within himself a little bit. Mm. You know, I understand that you're better when you play outside of yourself, but if 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 you're constantly off the field. Yeah, he's constantly in yeah, the news. Availability is a big part of football. Yep. You know, yeah, so,
0: huge. Yeah.
1: Um, but, I mean, look. I, th- this is a tough one, right? You, you, sometimes you take the bark out of the dog, and now you don't want the dog anymore. Yeah, you know so, that's his
0: asset, is his explosiveness. Yeah. I mean, like right. we,
1: we, if Gronk had stayed healthy his whole career, would he have been Gronk? No. So that's you know some of these guys are into that area where yeah. you just well let him be himself, and hopefully will hopefully he's healthy at the right times. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so you know, Fuller's tricky in that. You know, he'd be a great play if we could trust him. So, I don't, you know, it's up to people whether they want to dabble in some Will Fuller in GPPs. Obviously, you'd be crazy to play him in cash.
2: Mm.
1: Um, I, I don't know if I'd play any of Houston in cash. Um, you know, a, a lot of people are talking about Watson as a great tournament play. He's Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, I mean, just by definition of him being Deshaun Watson. He's a legitimate tournament
0: player. Think of the running backs. I think of Hyde and uh, I wouldn't and the touch Duke.
1: either. I wouldn't touch either one of them. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, well, I, I, they don't fit the scoring system, mm. and they don't they don't give Duke Johnson the ball consistently enough. Yeah. Where I'm 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 not messing around with that. Um, and you know, I just don't think the the problem with Carlos Hyde in this game, I think, is that how long are they going to be able to use him? You know, I mean, like Houston slowed down Buffalo last week. Okay, mm. I don't think they're slowing down Kansas City.
0: Yeah, probably not.
1: You know, I mean, Buffalo at home is one thing, and they got by, but, you know, the skin of their teeth.
0: Neither team they, wanted they didn't really neither team to wanted win that game. game. Like, yeah. uh, our buddy Mike Elmer well, had, Buffalo, had it had Buffalo it on. went
1: into a shell. I don't know why they did that. Uh,
0: the overtime was just a bore. I'm like, flip over, will you, man? I can't get, I just gotta get out of this game and I see what was, happens on the score.
1: I was enjoying it. But, yeah. um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know what happened to Buffalo's play calling. They should have. They should have. Buffalo should have played the second half of that game the way Tennessee played against the Patriots. Right. They yeah. Aggressive. They tap. Yeah. Tried they tap to win the, the darn game. Yeah. Um, you know and everybody's killing Allen for that stupid uh, lateral on the play, which was of course stupid. Right. But on some level, it's like, well, at least he's trying to win. T- to make I mean, I hated happen. the play. It was yeah. a dumb play, but like, it could 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 the Bills get that attitude, but a little bit more controlled? Right. <laughs> you know, like. You know, well, that's him, though, right? He's obviously, a, yeah. that was a dumb thing to do. Yeah. Um, but anyway, on 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 the chief side, all kinds of wonderful ways to go about stacking Mahomes. Um, I mean, the, the the Mahomes Hill stack, I think, is is lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. potentially. Um, on the other side of the coin, I don't think you'll be very original in putting it out there. Um, but because Lamar will be so heavily. Um, rostered, And because a lot of people are talking up Watson and because Wilson and Rogers are both viable, yeah, uh, maybe a Mahomes Hill stack will be loaned enough collectively yeah. where it can really work for you. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I'm definitely throwing some of that out there. Um, I think you can put Damien in that stack without really hurting yourself mm-hmm. because he should be able to get enough ground stuff. Uh, where he shouldn't be tapping into the the passing game to the point where he takes Hills upside away. Yep. If you follow me. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to play that stack, going to Kelsey's great. Yeah. I think he's a, he's his matchups phenomenal here. Um, everybody in the Chiefs looks good. And then if you want to fade the the big stuff, you can. You, there's plenty of ways to go radical here too. You could stack. Uh, Hardman you could stack uh, Watkins there's a lot of ways you can I go.
0: like those too but they start to use them last year if last year's an indicator they they went heavy to Watkins and yeah
2: um,
1: I mean in this game I feel like plan A is going to work mm. so I you know I if, Yeah they might if, save if, that for the if championship if Houston was yeah I mean if Houston was better at taking things away I'd right. say yeah let's look at plan A B and C but I sort of feel like I sort of feel like Kansas City's, yeah. yeah I feel like they're going to plan A them to death yeah. but um I I definitely think there's room for Miko Hardman to make a big player, too. Yeah, um, uh, he, He's clearly, uh, like, shown up with the ability to yeah. do that, yeah. whether he gets volume or not. Like, he can get one touch, it can go for six.
0: Tyreek Hill-Light. Yeah. Yep. Um,
1: and then, well, let me see. Do we get everything here? Yeah, yeah. We got We, a- we hit it. Yeah,
0: then we get the uh, the night game on Sundays. Yeah, yeah and this is where it gets
1: stuff. fun, because um, Seattle wants to run, but they really can't. I, I didn't think Lynch looked all that great. He's got some fight in him. Yeah, but he's he's slower, obviously. Than yeah, it's before.
0: like an old car, man. It's just you yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. So, they're not gonna. They're not gonna come in here and go. All right, we're gonna ride beast mode to the win. I really, really, really don't see mm. it. Um. So, uh, obviously, Metcalf's a good matchup yeah. in this game. Um. More challenging. I like. I think Metcalf. I think the play is to fade Metcalf here.
2: Hmm.
1: And to play Lockett. You like Lockett, huh? No, I th- I just like the two hundred dollars savings. I yeah. like the fact that everybody's going to be chasing those touchdowns Metcalf had last week. Um, so I think the ownership's going to swing heavy to Metcalf.
0: It's a good thought. It's...
1: And the the thing about Metcalf last week is we knew going in that he was lights out, great, as long as they threw. Yep. And they did. the pro- The question was, is Pete Carroll going to actually throw the damn football? They did. That's great. But don't forget, they were playing against a wounded. Yep. Secondary that can't stop anything. Yeah, yeah, Philly has Met- nothing. Metcalf had everything on that secondary. Yeah. They didn't have. They didn't have the the strength or the speed to deal with him. Uh, you know, Green Bay can fight. Their guys are flawed. Yeah, good defense, but yeah. they're not. Well, I'm talking about their corner specifically. Yeah. I mean, they've got talent at corner. It's beatable, but they'll punch back. Mm-hmm. And follow me. So Metcalf has to earn it this week. Whereas last week it was like. If they throw at this guy, he's putting up numbers. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I think it's a little bit uh, dicier this week. So, um, I think the technician on the inside, <laughs> you know, Lockett gets a lot of inside looks. Uh, save two hundred bucks. I like that, mm. uh, and I and I think you get the added benefit of going away from the field. And now, normally, as you know, I'm not huge on player ownership rates. Yep, it's normally not my thing. Yep, but when you're looking at these small slates where you only have. Four teams playing. Yeah, you have to. And only a handful of guys. Right. So, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I would say DK Metcalf, like 40% of the field is going to have him yeah. rostered. Yeah, It's You know, uh, Derrick Henry will be like 40%. Yeah. Um, Kittle will be like 55%, yeah. you know. So, as much as these guys are good plays, unless they're so good that you can't get that kind of quality elsewhere. Right. It makes sense to fade him.
0: You're look, yeah. You're looking to go somewhere else. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I just like Edwards. I can like look at Kittle to Edwards. Um, do I like Kittle more? Yeah, probably. Not a ton more though. Uh, and I save six hundred bucks. Mm. And I think I go from fifty percent ownership rate to say twenty five. Yep. Uh, another thing about this week's slate. Uh, before we move on to some Patriots stuff, don't fail to consider two tight end lineups.
0: I was just gonna say. I was gonna say Jacob Hollister maybe is a guy. That...
1: I, don't know, I wouldn't go there. You don't but like going there. I, I, I don't like. I think here's what I'm saying. I mean, you could you could play Hollister, but first of all, the other tight ends are now playing on that team, so it's not yeah. Like you're getting he's a little Luke Wilson. Of the yeah. Snaps, um, but the, the the thing is this: Kittle at 62, um, Andrews at 56, and Kelsey at 64. Mm-hmm. Those guys, I on paper look better to me than the wide receiver plates. Yeah. So just take the positional stuff out of it. Let's just look at these guys as flexes. I like those tight ends better as flexes at those numbers than the receivers. Mm. Uh, so to, and and as we talked about, you can't if you want to play. You can play three running backs. They're all going to cost eight. You know they're going to to play the three running backs you want to play. They're going to average about eight K. Yeah. It's going to be about seventy nine K on average. So that is going to take you out of the strong wide receiver place. You know, to do one is going to cost you the other.
0: I could easily see Kittle, Kelsey, and Andrews having all you know multi-score games. We can't play
1: two. We can play two of the three. Um, And I, I, I'm not saying that that's the thing to do. I'm saying it's a lineup construction you could, you should consider consider each build. It's something you, you know, normally we don't really think too tight end, but this is a week to. Always look at what that might do for yeah, you. Yeah, sure. Would be my advice. Um, and then the last thing is, I would play a Seattle receiver in every lineup that I can. I would play a Green Bay receiver in every lineup that I can.
0: It was interesting at the outset when you said, you know, you wanted you wanted your receivers in this game. And I'm like, well, it makes sense, but where do you go after Adams? I guess it's Lazard, right? I mean, where yeah, Lazard. I mean, here's the thing about
1: Lazard. Not a great play, but a solid play. Yeah. I mean, I let me... I'd have to pull it up. I mean his his targets have been not bad.
0: No, yeah, he's gotten good targets, yeah.
1: Um and I mean I don't have them like at a fingertip here. Well but, Rogers uh, certainly
0: isn't afraid to throw to him. I mean that's for I, sure. We
1: we should be able to get this in a uh, Lazard, Lazard, Lazard. There he is. Okay. Um Yeah, I mean last two weeks, eight and nine. Yeah. That's nothing that's wrong significant, with that at all. Yeah. So, you know, to get a guy who's seven, eight, nine targets. Um, at 45 on a slate like this, not bad. Yeah. Another thing you can do, if you feel like your lineup is fairly original, and this I think this is particularly useful if you're playing in a mid-sized GPP mm-hmm. or if you're playing in like the, the fair catch or something like that, a single entry kind of GPP, um, you could do a player block um, with Seattle or Green Bay. I think maybe it might be more effective with Green Bay because they've got Lazard down there at 45K. So, like, say you love your... It doesn't matter what you play. Say you play Lamar, um, Andrews as a hookup, and whatever your running backs are, you're happy with everything. Yep. Um, if if you and, – and, you know, y- you fit in Adams, but you can't afford another good player. If you can fit Lazard in there, I'd be okay playing the block mm. uh, because I think they're th- – that's going to be the number one and number two targeted player on that team.
0: That's the only place to throw other than Darren right. Jones. You know?
1: and, yeah. and, and, and on a slate like this, as long as the rest of my lineup has enough originality, I'm all right with that. Mm. Because I think that's going to pay off on some level. It's yeah. going to give me some floor. If there's enough ceiling in the rest of my lineup, a move like that can work. I mean, it can work on the other side with Lockett and DK, too. But, you know, you're just spending more money. Yeah. Um and the, the, now and last week I, I actually I did well last week and one of the things I did is I created DK blocks with Moore mm. and Lockett blocks with Moore. Mm. So I was playing consistently two of Wilson's receivers, but I only doubled up Lockett and DK once. Yeah, I was using the because Moore was only like thirty four hundred last week. Right. Um, but this week you're going to have Moore and Jaron and Malik. All those guys are going to be healthy, so I'm not comfortable playing any of the three. Right because now you're talking about three guys fighting for third-level targets. And good luck
0: trying to figure out who Wilson will go to. I mean, he, he's, he'll, he mixes sprinkles in. Yeah, on, well, you it's going to be play.
1: tough to figure out which one of them are even going to be on the field. Right. So last week I thought because Jerome Brown was out and because Malik Turner was in the concussion protocol, you know, I felt more was a good play. Yeah. I, I did 100% more yep. last week, every yep. single lineup. Um, But this week I think just for whatever it's worth, stick to DK and lock it.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Right. That's some good that, that, That's it. That's a slate. Good construction. Yeah. It's it's my fa- it's literally some other stuff. it's my favorite uh it's my favorite round of the playoffs. I think these are always the best games. I, I really dig this week, the divisional week. Yeah, for being a
1: fan, I like this week for for DFS, I like these small slates. It's yeah. the end of the year, my mind is a little tired. I like being able to like memorize the whole slate. I like that. <laughs> um well, it's just for lineup construction, it's nice. You can keep it, like in chess, it's like they say see the whole board. Yeah. I mean, I can't see the whole board in a sixteen-game slate. It's tough. <laughs> I need I need the reference material, yeah. but a board like this, I can pretty much memorize it. Yeah, that's, so that's cool. That it makes lineup construction
0: um, fun. That's cool. What's yeah. the pulse in New York on uh, Joe Judge with the Giants? You get any just thoughts yeah. from that side of the not, fence? Not
1: really. I think the pulse is that it was reactive because they didn't get the guy they wanted.
0: Well, they they probably didn't weren't even expecting. You know, we certainly yeah. weren't
1: expecting him to get hired here. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that it depends. Look, some Giant fans like the idea of being old school. For them, I think they like it. I think a lot of people see it as a Gettleman bringing in a guy who he can push around, mm. you know, bringing in a guy without a lot of experience who isn't going to be able to have much of a say, you know, in player personnel and yep. stuff like that. Yep. Um, you know, and the guy saying all the Gettleman stuff, you know. And and I guess I I guess my question would be does he really think that running and stopping the run are the most important thing, um, or is that just something just speak that he does he know gentleman wants to hear that yeah yeah you know um and I mean I I mean I'm old school myself I mean I I think yeah stopping the run is good um, and running is good but. I think we may be in an era where passing is more. Important. Yeah,
0: that's. Uh, I would. I would say those are compl- important. You can make things. a pretty good argument that it is. Yeah, those are critically important things, but they're they're complementary right. things. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and I think the Jim Hackett word that might fit here is um, myopic. Yes, you know?
0: don't be so myopic in your yeah. view. Yeah, I yeah. think
1: the Giants. It's possible, th- and there's an I- there's sort of a sad irony with the Giants because they're myopic, with a roster yeah. that has got an it. extremely wide skill set. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I've said this a couple times. It's not funny anymore. But, like, the Giants would, you know, they would mount a snowplow on a Ferrari. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It's like, whoa, it, what? It works. <laughs> right. The driveway's plowed. Yeah, right. You just wrecked your Ferrari. Yeah, it's dude. a Ferrari. <laughs> what yeah. are you doing, you know? they on the open road. But, you know, they've got this Ferrari running back, and they use him like LeGarrette Blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, they target... I mean, you know, like, the Giants answer to that is, well, we targeted him X number of times. It's like, a target is not a target. Yeah, get him in space, man. You know? Yeah. Let him go. I up. mean, move him around the formation. Yeah. Like, make the... Like, if I were the Giants, I he would be like Waldo in my office. Yeah,
0: wouldn't be able to find him.
1: Right. They wouldn't know where... Like, the, the, the first thing the defense would have to do on every play is locate Barkley, you know? But they don't do that. Yeah. It's it, it's it's the dead opposite yeah. of that. yeah. It's static, and I... I, I don't like any static offenses. It's one of the reasons I find the Patriots to be so compelling, even on a season like this where it wasn't as much fun as normal. At least they think. At least every week it's something a little different, even me, if it doesn't yeah, work.
0: Let me tell you something. So I don't know if you read my Blame Pie article I yesterday. Did. You know, I didn't put Josh McDaniels in there for a reason. I've been, I've been saying this to people around the office. I've never seen someone create points more than him this year. I mean, there was yeah. nothing there, man. I mean, I don't you know? know how
1: we – I don't know how we compartmentalize things on the Patriots, so I don't know how much Brady gets credit for that, how much Belichick gets credit for that, how much McDaniels gets credit for that, how much maybe some other guys in the mix get credit for that. Um, I would say
0: this. like I, I know they script at least the first series. But right? Can I just say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead.
1: I hear a lot of stuff. I, I, I don't disagree with what you said, first of all, and I hear a lot of stuff about how the Patriots mess the roster up, this, that, and the other. Well, this roster allows you to do that stuff, so I think that should at least be said. They got a lot of guys who do the little things well.
0: No, yeah, they got the, the versatility is enough. Yeah,
1: I was very bummed out about the Amendola thing. I think that was a mistake. It was
0: a big they, mistake.
1: I think they should have hung tough and kept Amendola. I agree around. with you. Um, but um, and I think you know, if if you think the new thing was a mistake, I would I would submit that that mistake begun with Amendola. That you wouldn't even needed to make that mistake if you just paid Amendola.
0: Yeah, look at they made a lot of. The, the, what killed that team was the off season. You know, they just they just they got themselves behind. Gronk has something to do with it too. You know, and, yeah. And, well, ter- you well know?
1: I, that's what. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's I, I would have gone to Gronk very quickly, and I you know I I don't see how you blame the Patriots for that. You know,
0: I gave him I gave him some percentage of blame. The reason I only gave oh, I'm him, not talking about yeah, your article. Yeah. sorry. no, I'm just saying. But I gave him a percentage of blame. It was a low percentage only because I didn't want the article to be. About two guys that aren't here anymore. You don't even have Gronk and Brown. Well,
1: you don't blame Gronk, but you blame the Gronk situation. situation yeah, right. And the way right. and the it's way not they were yeah. tired and they were ill.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's just he kind of dragged his feet with it. And I think I think the mistake yeah. the Patriots made was waiting for him to come to his own conclusion versus being like, "Dude, got to move, got to got to got to plan B." You know, because they haven't had a plan B for a long time. You know they should have been ahead of that a year. There ago. There is
1: no plan B though. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, short of the Kyle Rudolph deal, which again, I don't I and I, you know, I don't know what I mean, for, for all we know, like to get Rudolph, they might have had to give up who knows what, you know? It, I mean, I don't know. Um they, they, they could have had Rudolph for what they gave up for Sanu and they didn't do that. Well, I I think they did make a mistake. Yeah.
0: I think I just my, my point with that is that they they didn't have a good succession plan in place. For when it was happening, and the rumors had been coming well before he actually Succession retired yeah, at the I position. Mean, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, the farm yeah. system. Like you right, know, but this, a, isn't, a plan. this isn't this
1: isn't this isn't a rock band, though. You know, like you don't just like put out a sign and get up with you no know, bass player. Like there's a real finite amount. I mean, it's the Jets been trying to get a tight end for two decades. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I and, hear what you're even saying. Even the Patriots. I mean, you know, they they did a lot of planning, but the Gronkowski thing is. You know, there's a little bit of luck in that that design. You know, know, Gronks don't grow on trees; they come around once in a lifetime. Well, they got him in the
0: second round because he had back injuries in college. Well, no, no, my point
1: is, my point is, even the Patriots didn't realize what they were getting. You know,
0: I think they talked about that in the uh, in the top 100 thing. But my 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 point is, like, the the only draft capital. No, my point
1: is, when you get great players. Even the teams that drafted him. Oh, they don't know exactly right. the, I mean, yeah, the level of it. Right, I mean, they didn't realize that this guy was going to be some All generational world. guy. You, yeah. you can't ever plan to have a great player like that. No, I understand that. but
0: I don't mean understand that you're going to replace Gronk, but like, you know... Right, but when the... you
1: replace Gronk, that's what you're replacing is my point. So, my, uh, let me just try to... Just so you understand what my point is. Yeah. My point is, when you have greatness, you don't replace it. You, you get a new tight end, yeah, but... What you're replacing when you're replacing Gronk, it's not a tight end that you're replacing, it's it's that you have a, an element of greatness in your offense. And when he's gone, it's gone.
0: Yeah, no, I understand that.
1: You know, but, so whether you brought in like to replace Gronk, you could bring in an X.
0: Right, or Antonio Brown for the right, for that matter. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, but my um my point is that they didn't even have a warm body there, Pete. Like in they in the last three years they drafted they put they deployed one seventh round pick uh to to the position, and the position was criminally Neglected, you know what I mean, and and I remember doing podcasts with you well, last offseason. I guess so, but what, what touting man, Matt Lacoste, you know, yeah. hoping for him, you know? Hey, you know what?
1: Look, Lacoste looked okay here and there. <laughs> at know, the he end, did, he didn't look like such a bad player at times. I, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but you know, this salary cap league, I, you know, it, it, you don't just go to the tight end store, you know?
0: No, I know that, but uh, again, but I think they could have done. A, I think they could have done more. I, I'm in the minority than I Ryan Izzo I, in 2018 in round seven.
1: F- I do not think the Patriots mishandled their roster this year at all. I think they did pretty well. I think the Patriots were a good team.
0: Look at I wrote, at the top of my article, I wrote they were 12 and 4 and won the division. So if you an outsider looking in wouldn't sound the alarm, right. but the reality is Well, all the Patriots fans who didn't
1: want to who didn't want to hear about the the defense playing bad teams early in the year now want to sit here and say that it was a crappy season because we played bad teams. It's like, well, you know, 6 weeks ago you were telling me shut up about the schedule. <laughs> so, am talking about you. Um so I people always use the schedule to the argument they're making.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Patriots played the schedule that was given to them by the league. I you know, what were they? 11 and 5?
0: No, 12, 12 and 4. 12, 4, 12, 4. 12 and 4. You know, I it should have been 13 and 3. I mean, they Yeah, I, I think the one pa- think Miami.
1: Yeah, you know, I think the Patriots were a 12 and 4 team. Yeah. I think that's the record. You know? Um if they'd beaten Miami, I don't know if they were a 13 and 3 team. Maybe that's the way it was supposed to happen, Mm. I don't know. Um, But I think they were a good team. Um, And I think things didn't go well for them in certain places and it cost them. Like, the OL being anything less than stellar was a problem this year.
0: Well, there's a a lot of factors. I think roster construction on offense in the offseason is a major part of it. However... I will concede there were two major issues. They had some real bad luck in week one and week two when they lost sixty percent of their offensive line, their right. center for the season their right. their left tackle and and their and their best interior lineman was operating at probably forty percent. Um, and then they lost their fullback. So I mean, they and and, and the roster so, the roster criminality so why, of tight why, end So the block.
1: Why is everybody focusing on the wide receiver position when they should be focusing? It's not just on
0: wide that. receiver. It's tight. It's tight end and receiver. It's it's, t- I, t- it's I, weapons. You know, I'm
1: asking a question uh, that I have an answer for. Obviously, uh, <laughs> I, people like to complain. People like to whine. People like to focus on the end. Um, and I know people were complaining about the receivers all year, and you you said uh, I'm going to say week five on this show. Mm. You said not enough receivers. Yeah. Um, and sure,
0: I mean, I always want more of everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's more like guys who can get open. Like they were having, yeah. they, they couldn't get open. And I think I think Brady's mind wouldn't allow him to see what his eyes were seeing at the end because they were unopened for so long. He's like, is that guy really open? <laughs> you know what I mean? I I, I, I don't, don't know. think he. I think his eyes were betraying him a little bit. I, I, they just I, weren't open. I don't open. feel.
1: I I didn't personally see it that way. Um, I, I heard. You're not the only person who said it. I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, it's. I you know, I I didn't feel like the Patriot receivers were as covered as everybody said it was, They were personally first couple month you know month or so of the season. I didn't. I thought it was overblown. I didn't think Josh Gordon was playing as bad as people said. Um, you know, uh, the only wide receiver in the Patriots who I think has consistently been not so great has been the rookie.
0: Um, Harry and Myers.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Both the, of I'm them. I'm sorry. It, Harry.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, you know.
0: Sanu had a rough time. I actually still like well, the Sanu deal. Got, it,
1: Sanu got hurt yeah, in like his high, second game. High, high so ankle sprain. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Sanu, Sanu probably shouldn't have played for, like, four weeks. And I think he sat out, what, one? Yeah. Yeah.
0: By the way, I haven't talked to you about this, and,
1: and you know, the, you know the irony of the Sanu thing is I don't like Mahomes No, we, I'm just defending the player because I don't believe the Patriots go and guess somebody for no reason. I don't believe that.
0: Well, they needed they need look at they needed a warm body that could do something at that position, whether it was create space for Edelman or whatever yeah. it was. Someone someone else, a veteran that Brady could trust.
1: I, when I say I'm using the word cheat here in a positive way, but I think one thing that people just don't. Aren't willing to accept is that some players are really good at cheating, mm. and Sanu is one of those guys, mm. and I mean that in a very positive way. Listen, if you pick and you don't get a flag, it's not a pick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's be really clear about that. Yeah. Every team is out there trying to run rub routes, and we see flags on it all the time. Sanu is one of the best at rubbing and not getting flagged. And if you don't think that's
0: worth something, now look at. I don't know what to tell no, you. No, it's worth <laughs> a lot because you no, know, I can tell you. I mean, the Patriots had trouble gaining separation well, all year so those, those picks rub, are valuable the
1: patriots rub generally speaking i would say the patriots are one of the top four teams in terms of rubs in the nfl and they're good at it yeah and they coach it they coach it well they coach how to do it without being seen mm-hmm. it there's it, it's an art form and if you the good teams do it yeah you know and the patriots are good at it and i think sanu was brought in because of because when you don't have natural, when you can't just beat teams straight up, you need to do all the little things. Yeah, you know. And the other thing about Sanu, by the way, is a good blocker.
0: Yeah, look, I, he he was a dirty work guy, and they needed they needed a couple things. You know what I mean? Gordon. That's legal blocking. Yeah, but Gordon, <laughs> Gordon wasn't Gordon wasn't you know what they what we what we once thought he was. He wasn't special enough. Um, well, Harry, I, Har- I think the bigger problem with Gordon is that he he did drugs. They
1: cut him because They knew he was going. I mean, the Patriots cut him because they knew he failed the test.
0: Yeah. I mean, who are we kidding? Yeah, he wasn't showing a lot though, even before that. You know what I, I mean?
1: had. I yeah, we've disagreed on this before. We're going to disagree on it again. I, right. thought Gordon, I thought Gordon was okay.
0: Yeah, I would say that. I think he's okay. I think he was okay. He looked better the year before. He looked a little bit more. I'm not going to physically freak like.
1: I, I think more. I think more hookups happened. I don't think he looked appreciably different. He remember he got dinged up. He had that knee thing. He had that bruise in his knee. So I, I think Gordon was fine. I think the problem with Gordon is that he – it's the problem we were worried about the whole time.
2: Mm. And me,
1: by the way, if he fell off the wagon, that means he was using stuff, which could have on some level also affected his play.
0: Yeah, maybe. I, I, was, I was actually just going to say that. Possible. The, the, um, I mean,
1: that's I'm reaching with that, but it's possible.
0: The uh, the other thing I wanted to say on the receivers, and, and they, they needed them all year and they needed tight ends, but the, the one thing I wanted to say um, is – now, take this from someone who's had six rotator cuff tears, okay? I, I, had, I had all four in one shot because it was surgically fixed, and then redid retore two of them. So there's, there's four tendons in rotator cuff. So I've, I've, I've torn it six times. I think Julian Edelman has a rotator, rotator cuff tear. I don't know the severity, but I haven't seen that guy lift up his arm or stretch for a ball in three months. and And oh. rumors come out that... You know his shoulder's a lot more banged up than you'd think, and I've watched, rewatched a couple of games. Everything is into the chest. You know what I mean? He hasn't extended either horizontally. Everybody's vertically giving or, him a hard
1: time for that drop. I mean, he had a lot of drops was, this year. That's a different it story. It wasn't a very good throw.
0: No, look at know? look at Brady. The, throw,
1: bl- the throws behind him on his other hip, and it, I think it might have caught part of his pad. I mean, yeah, Edelman should have caught it, but it wasn't a bad drop. It was. It, I mean, it was it was mediocre throw, and yeah. Should have caught it. But I'm trying it was, to. It wasn't like a stone cold drop. There was a reason it
0: happened. I'm trying to visualize it. I, 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 as I remember watching it, it hit him right in the hands. Like I mean, but
1: the one I'm talking about was towards the end of the game. Hit him. Yeah, the one they needed on third on down. The left. It. it he, he body caught that ball. Well, he body dropped that ball. Um, the one I'm remembering, it was close to his left elbow inside. Um,
0: but my, my, my point just on the shoulder. Different. I wasn't talking about that catch specifically. Was was is is. The way gotcha. he's yeah, the way he's catching the ball. I, I think there's something serious in that shoulder of his, and they better if there is, they better declare it because it's going to take six to eight months to recover if it's a well, rotator. I mean, coach.
1: Edelman, if if listen, if Tom Brady's retiring or you know, I'm sorry, if Tom Brady's leaving the Patriots, I, I mean, Julian Edelman doesn't have a whole lot of value to the team anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, he's, I don't mean that in a mean way. I, I mean it in that, that. How old is he
0: now? He's 34. I think he's at least 33. I mean, hes I know he's, like, older than you think. Yeah. Um, he was a rookie in 09. Yeah. So that's 10 years. And,
1: and, he was, and I, if I could be wrong, but I think he was an old rookie. Um,
0: I think he was a rookie in 09, I think. I'm in computer uh, lockdown here, so I can't.
1: He's 33. Yeah. He'll be 34 in May. There you go. So he's going to be so 34. He's 34, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he'll be 34 starting next year. I mean, look, clearly Edelman can still play football. There's no doubt about no doubt. that. Um, but for how much longer?
2: Yeah, I don't
0: know. I wouldn't imagine
2: it's going to be a I, whole look at, lot longer. I, I, I love He's the guy. not a
1: guy who should play a whole lot. Well, longer. that's
0: my point, Pete. So one, one of the things where I wanted to go, and I, 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 I kind of want to write about this, but I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to like. I don't. I'm a little charpidacious to say it, but he he led the league in drops this year, and and like you know, he's always had sticky hands and. You know, I think it's a, a hand-eye thing in terms of the brain communicating to the hands. This guy's gotten whacked a lot, and I just don't want to see it go the wrong way for this guy. And uh, I don't think you know, the
1: drops are a big deal. I think the drops are just a couple drops.
0: Oh man, he he led the league in drops. He dropped a lot all year. Leading on. the league in it, drops
1: doesn't mean anything.
0: Why? How, how do you say because, that?
1: Because Jim, because he gets targeted a ton. So I mean, you you want to look at a catch percentage, not drop totals. Uh, I mean, he gets you throw at a guy a ton. He's going to have more drops.
0: Mm. But they've been throwing at him for years like that with that volume beat. You know what I mean? This is a pretty how, new but, thing. Jim,
1: how many drops are we talking about?
0: I don't have the stat in front of me. Okay, you. but you're okay.
1: You're but you're making the point. So my point is, how many drops are we talking about?
0: I don't know the number right now, but I can get it. But I can't get it right now, unfortunately, because the computer but, but, screen's black. Okay, but it,
1: but my point is, It's a ton. My point is, it's going to be something like nine drops. It's going to be something like that, right? Nine, uh, ten, eleven, twelve, that, something I, like that. I think
0: it's double digits anyway. I, I do. Right. right.
1: But, okay. So we I mean, how many well, plays are we talking about here? But you the, see what I'm saying? Yeah, I I, I, I watched know. Julian I, play a lot this year. I didn't see a problem with his hands. I didn't. I did not see a problem. I with see
0: his him hands. play. I saw him play every snap, and I did see a problem with his hands. Okay, we so, disagree. Yeah, we're looking at two different things. But I mean, he. Nope, we're looking at the same thing. Well, we have a perspective of this. Yes, of we the have a perspective. Difference. Yeah, he's dro- he was dropping the ball a lot. I'm worried about I it. Don't and, agree and, that he was dropping. And ball in big a lot. moments, like third down moments, which he was money I, on for ten I, years.
1: You know, I think. This is just like that stupid thing with Welker. He had that one bad drop, and then I, you know, I, you know, whatever. I, I think Edelman is an older player. He's getting older, and he definitely should probably either retire or retire soon. Uh, but I don't think there's a problem with his hands.
0: Maybe yeah. a problem with his shoulders, you say. Maybe. I think there is. I think there's multiple things going on.
1: Certainly, that drop that he had at the end of that game didn't have anything to do with his shoulder the one we're talking about the one i'm talking about
0: they didn't write the hands on the chest i don't th- the critical I, third down one in the second yeah, half
1: no it was it was it was a tough play yeah. i don't
0: think it was a good throw either i can't remember the throw i i, I would i I'd debate you on that but i i don't remember no, i I'm, I'm
1: not i'm not saying it was brady's fault what i'm I, what, the, the point i'm trying to make is i think there's more than one thing that contributed to that ball not being caught
0: yeah look it i mean I, I have to rewatch it right. but and I will by say the way
1: that 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 play with um Welker going way back. I can't remember. That was the high. Year. It was a high throw. Hit
0: yeah, him in but the hands. It, was it a wasn't a
1: bad throw. There was nothing wrong with the it was throw. was a high throw. Right, right, right. But that, but the ball was thrown like 20-something yards downfield right. outside the left hash. Right. Yeah. So I mean, the throw is where it was. That was just a play where Edel, um, when Welker, Welker got turned on that, his 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 elbow got inside and he he didn't have flexibility to take the speed off the ball. There's... It, he should have caught the ball, no question, but it was sort of a tough break it like, yeah
0: it was a, it was a cha- look it hit him right in the hands, but it wasn't an yeah. unchallenging throw I mean, it was it, a, it was
1: it, it i guess the best you know what do they say it handcuffed him, maybe that's the way to say it yeah he got he got handcuffed on it it was it was sort of a tough break for the Patriots, to be honest. It was it was a tougher it was a tougher look than it looked like.
0: The only thing I was going to say on the on the Edelman but back to that just to Brady. I'm actually know, going
1: to try to watch that play right now, so keep talking. The uh,
0: what on the Edelman thing, like all I see is the hands and the drop on that. In terms of my memory, okay. Right but I, I, I will say this: you know, Brady's been uh, he's got a foot he had a foot issue. Dude, injury. you're
1: allowed to have an opinion that's different from yeah, mine. Yeah, no, no and question. There's but, no problem with he, that.
0: But um, he, but uh, Brady had a foot issue, okay. And so you know, you know, when you're throwing, if you step in this pain, there, his. His balls were floating high the last three games of the year. You know what I mean? Except for it, Buffalo. It, it, which he was brilliant. I at.
1: mean, if Brady's <laughs> – I was pretty unimpressed with Brady last month or so. Yep. Now, you know I've been real impressed with him for a while.
0: Um, he looked damn good at Buffalo the game I was at, but take that one out. It hasn't uh, been too impressive.
1: I mean, he looked – you and I talked about that. Yeah, he looked good. what Brady did in that game he'll mm-hmm. always be able to do. Um, but you can't always play that way. You know, you're not always going to – and look, the, uh, the Saints got pushed out same way. Yeah. Because when it came time to expand the game, they really couldn't. Yeah. It, and it's funny, when they needed to make big plays, they were using Taysom Hill. You know, they were going away from Breeze to make big plays. You know,
0: I plays. almost said this like – no, no, I'm
1: not saying they did anything wrong.
0: Yeah. I, I almost said this like eight weeks ago on Twitter or on our show. is was like what, what the Patriots could desperately use is like Taysom Hill. It was like a right around like you know when the offense started to sputter, yeah. you know after they got off to the. Soft I think every sput- team
1: could use Staysville. <laughs> he's good.
0: Yeah, but but it's like it's one of those things when you have a quarterback like Brady or Breeze, you, you want them on yeah. the field, right? So I give the I give the Saints a lot of credit for integrating him in the way they have. The Pats could have desperately used that because back to my yeah, whole I mean, point he, with McDaniels. Did you
1: watch? Did you watch that game?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, because I mean they integrated. I mean he caught one. He threw one. Yeah. He like ran. Yeah, no, he's one been evolving game. for a right. while. I mean they didn't do like. It wasn't like a game of dissing breeze. Is my point? Like breeze through one touchdown. Yeah, yeah, game, right.
0: Yeah, great play. But um, so, Sorry, but ahead. yeah, but my uh, so back to my point. Like with like, what, what McDaniel's had to do to get points. This year. I mean, like, he, he was like literally crafting them with everything he had and all different stuff, especially like, you know, the one thing the Patriots did well all, all year when they, when they really started struggling offensively was script their first drive. And they were actually scoring touchdowns a lot on their first drive. Once they got into the flow of the game, it got a little harder. And I just think an element like that, and, you know, we used to joke about it when years ago when Flutie was a backup quarterback and then with Michael Bishop. Who had a roster spot when Brady was a rookie, and actually was a, was third when Brady was fourth on the on the depth chart, using guys like that, and like this is a kind of year where it was glaring to see that they were just missing an element like that. Um, so just for what it's worth, but I yeah. I, I was looking at it like I think I'm it was watching like, that play right now, by the way. Which one, the Welker or the, or the, the Edelman? Edelman?
1: The yeah. Edelman one splits out. Yeah, no, that's pretty much what I remembered. I mean, you know, he this is he needs to catch this ball. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying like Edelman, you know it's just weird, yeah. The, the ball's inside. He's coming out of that break, and he's thinking that ball is going to be on the other side of the, where he's curling, mm. and it was back on the inside. But he needs to catch that ball. Yeah, hit
0: him in the hands, you know. It didn't hit him in the hands.
1: It hit him. It hit him, hit him in dead set. Hit in the him chest. Yeah, it hits him. Let me let me go back and.
0: Yeah, you're right. Because I remember I was talking to the guy I was watching it Here with that he body caught it or tried to body yeah. catch it. Yeah,
1: he. I mean it his hands also touch it (laughs) i mean it's basically like above the the inside one on the 11 Mm. he's 11 right yeah yeah um yeah so it's basically like if you look at the 11 on his chest to hit the top of the inside 11 yeah um and i think he's probably looking for it um he's looking to run towards the ball on the other side of him um so he's adjusting to the throw uh but you know
0: a play, We've seen him make spectacular yeah, catches. But so.
1: that's the risk. And, you know, you and I talked about this on our Rookie Pods a million times. This is why body catching is problematic. Yeah. That play right there.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, now, why does he body catch it? Maybe think, it's cu- maybe it's uh, because he's looking for the ball outside. Uh, maybe it's because what you say, maybe he's shoulder. got a shoulder issue. I think does. Or maybe it's because Julian Edelman's body cut the ball a ton of times. It usually works. And, you know,
0: sometimes. Yeah. No, you it know, didn't. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting off season. You know
1: who else body catches the ball a lot? Antonio Brown. Yeah, like one of the greatest receivers that's ever walked the face of the earth. Yeah, body catches a lot of balls. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with body catching, Um, but there are downsides to it. Yeah. You know the upside to it is if you body catch, you complete the catch in one second. There's no transfer. When you body catch, it goes directly right into into where you want to keep it. Yeah. Exactly. So sometimes you'll see a receiver tactically do that they they don't see anybody coming for a punch out so they'll catch it and then lean into the run yeah um save a second yeah um but but we also see sometimes with these guys who only body catch like look at will fuller will fuller's a guy who only body catches yeah. unless he literally gets forced to do it and that will force him into a some awkward landings. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're cruising across the middle of the field and the ball's out to your left and you dive at it and catch it with your body you,
0: you, <laughs> I mean think about what's about to happen. Yeah, you're going to land awkwardly. Yeah.
1: So, you know, being able to catch with your hands and having confidence in it it, it helps you in a lot of ways, yeah. but the, there's two two things that primarily are going to be great if you can use your hands away from your body. A, sidelines. Yep. It's going to help you get your feet down a lot. And then the other one is when you've got those long-armed defensive backs. Yep. In fact, there was a play, who, I think it might have been Nuke, but you could see him fighting to try to catch yeah. the ball out in front of him, yeah. and the defender was able to poke it away. But you could see that fight going on in slow motion where I, I think it was Nuke, where he's like, ah, oh, if I could just – it was towards the end of the game. Mm. Um I can't remember the exact play. I think I, I
0: know the play you're talking about, and I was actually just going to reference him. I was going to say the, the big alpha guys usually do use their hands, and he was the guy who came to my mind. Well,
1: he's a great example. If you watch him, if you watch Michael Thomas is a really good example. But watch their hand preparation right before they actually catch it. Like their arms will almost be like they're almost like it looks like they're about to. The shoulders are going to come out of their sockets. Mm. Like the old drug Olympics. Mm. <laughs> he's pulled his <laughs> arms off. Um, b- but it's like that. So they want to basically. They want to catch that ball at maximum extension, and then immediately take the speed off. Mm. And, and and that's, it's funny. I, I was listening to um, a guy on Twitter yesterday debate, you know, and this is this is the, this is the crap that you and I have to deal with being older, but basically telling me that Jerry Rice isn't any good because you stick him. <laughs> <Please. laughs> right, right. So you know, I I, I eventually gave up. But it's like, dude, do you see the gloves they play with today? Right. Like, you think Stick'Em is any better than these freaking gloves yeah, these guys are using yeah, now? Yeah, it's crazy. They've got gloves that, like, basically turn 8.75-inch hands into 9.5-inch hands. Right, right. They're really tacky. Yeah. I mean, do you think all these one-handed catches these guys make, but it's like nothing? Yeah. They're going to make it their bare hand. Yeah, it, it, most of them
0: aren't making that bare hand. You're going to indict every receiver that played in the 70s? It's crazy. You know what I mean? So, well, the thing about Rice is, Rice is he's the mid, 80s, but yeah. Rice admitted to using yeah, stick Yeah. Yeah. So like people are hammering him because he admitted it. But, but if you yeah. watch, if, you don't get access to NFL films as much as you used to, like, like the old stuff. If you watch those, they, they, they actually just tell you the players tell you. Like Belitnikov's like, oh, I had all sorts of stuff on my hands. Like you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's telling no, you No, that No, I know, I know. It's mm-hmm. it's
1: it, again adjust for era. Right. In Rice's era, everybody was using different types of stuff right they played barehanded and put stuff on their hands now we use these gloves that like you know, yeah they're practically magnetic yeah um you know and i have nothing against the players wearing the gloves but you know don't complain to me about stick when you're sitting there wearing those yeah, gloves. yeah no it's
0: preposterous
2: yeah yeah
1: and rice was just <laughs> you know I, people are not telling me michael jordan wasn't that good yeah exactly
0: rice is the best who played his position no doubt about it
1: i yeah i mean rice to me i i like who? I I don't even know who else. Like who else are we even arguing? Randy. Yeah, yeah Moss, like Randy. We, we, Randy
0: was great. Moss would be too, but he's not
1: Rice. Right. I mean, like, look at the numbers. It's not even like yeah. You know, I, if if you could have put Jerry Rice's head on Randy Moss's body, then you would add something. Then then we would have a fair fight. Yeah. Because Moss never would have had that down spell. Right. Because he never would have stopped working.
0: Yeah, he, he punched. Jerry
1: Jerry Rice is working harder right now than Randy Moss worked in, like, 2011. Yeah. Moss is <laughs>
0: working harder right now than Moss worked in 2011 on NFL Network. What
1: do you think of him on NFL Network? I like
2: him.
0: He's straight shooter.
1: Sometimes sometimes I like him. Yeah,
0: he can get a little gamey. Sometimes he can get a yeah. little, you know, kitschy. But yeah. uh, but I, I like when he, when, he, when he shoots from the heart. Like when he was talking I, about Brady, he's like, yo, you got to get this guy some weapons. He needs help. Like get him something, you well, know The I mean? receivers right.
1: always going to say get him more. We'll no, but, he's,
0: but he was but he was coming at it from like the angle of a friend, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone who had success with him and and uh, you know, he I'm wants I just it sort
1: long. of I look, I feel like I'm not making excuses for Tom Brady and I think I feel like the receivers thing is a little bit of excuse making. I mean, not not from the standpoint of uh, Yeah, by the end of the season he doesn't have much to throw to. I think by I I don't have a problem saying that. I think, and and if you want to say that some of his performances affected by that, yeah, sure, sure, that's fine. But this idea that like the Patriots really screwed up, I I don't see that. Um, You know, again, I think first of all. The one guy did the dope. The other guy got into a rape thing. Um, the first-round pick didn't hit as quick as we wanted to. It's not like they didn't try.
0: Yeah, I, I, They what, tried and failed. But to me, Antonio Brown was more about the sudden os- offensive line losses than it was he yeah, was that's part fair. of their plan. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
1: that's fair. I, well, I know. I'm, I bring it up Brown because he was there and it happened. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, you could, say Brown would be, you could say Antonio Brown would be an argument against what I'm saying because – Antonio Brown would be them realizing they sort of messed up yeah. and trying to fix it with right. sort of a desperation move. Yeah, I, I, yep. I'm fine with that. But look, they did their evaluation. They took Keneal Harry. Maybe they're wrong, but it's not like they didn't. My point is they addressed the position. It didn't work. Well,
0: that's why I wrote my article. I'm like, He, he clearly saw the knee because he spent a first-round pick on him, which he doesn't like to do and which he hasn't had success with. Um, yeah. I just don't think it shook out the way they, they wanted from getting a veteran in the offseason. Be it losing Amandola, they went for Humphreys, they didn't get him. They tried to get Jared Cook, they didn't get him. They tried to get Cole Beasley, they didn't get him. Yeah. I
1: mean, is Adam Humphreys really going to. Adam Humphreys? You yeah, know what I, I mean, though? Yeah,
0: I, I hear you, but I, I think Adam Humphreys could have been like Amandola like here. Amandola
1: like. Yeah. But he's, but he's so not Danny Amandola. Danny Amandola's just. He's such a baller.
0: He was great playoff, you Danny, Danny. You know, but yeah,
1: and 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 it wasn't. Sometimes guys make big plays in the playoffs, and it's like a coincidence. Like David Tyree. Yep. Okay. Danny Amendola's playoff runs were not coincidental. Was clutch. Yeah, that was a guy who knows what he's doing. Who who has the ability to play correctly in the big spot.
0: Um, I wouldn't be shocked also, to see him back here, Pete. To be honest with you, I, you know, I, I, um, I like his uh, contract depends
1: on him being available. Well, no, his contract definitely isn't up. Right? Oh no, he had the big one. Yeah, right, right, right. I think he's got to be. He's got to have another two years left.
0: I he think. was rumored at the deadline, though. I think they kind of they might have a little buyer's remorse there for whatever reason. But uh,
1: well, the thing is, like, if they let him go because they don't want to pay a small premium, like it's sort of hard to envision them paying a big premium to get him back. You know mm, what I mean? Right. Like, taking the contract and giving you something on top of it.
0: Mm. I don't know. He just fits the suit of like it's... that, uh, of the retread that, right. you know, like, well, the th- other like thing Jimmy about Collins.
1: You know? Listen, if Brady isn't coming back, we need to take the whole paradigm and throw it out the window. Yeah. We're not chasing Tom Brady receivers anymore. Yeah. So if, I mean, I, I don't understand this whole thing with Brady. I, I Look, you know what I think. He should retire and spike the ball, and that's it. Done. But if he's going to play, he should play for the Patriots. Um <laughs> And if Tom Brady's actually going somewhere else, I don't even know how to process it, to be honest. I don't either. It's oh. so out of body. I I don't even – like, I don't, I, I'm having trouble figuring out who this other NFL team is who thinks they're going to get Tom Brady and it's going to work better than it did under Belichick. Like, I don't see it. Like, what are you thinking? Unless you're getting Belichick, too, not to mention the whole coaching staff, the whole team. Like, Tom Brady's got – a team built around him.
0: I've I've been saying this since this what conference. Where else are you gonna get that? I've been saying this for this, to this since this offseason started. you know, since so I guess like Sunday. Or whenever like the it started getting closer, you know what I mean? Like I think when I went to the Buffalo game I was talking about it with people. And I said, They're each other's best option. Brady's craft's best option. Brady's Belichick's best option, I think Kraft is the thing. and and Brady and 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 Belichick and Kraft are Brady's best option. So they got to figure out a way to find it out because they're each other's best option. I don't think Brady is Belichick's best option. Well, Belichick, yeah. Well, Belichick. Well, let me put it this way: If they want to keep the system as it is, I think he is for, for at least like oh. for, for, for twenty twenty. You know, yeah. What I mean? Like if
1: McDaniel wanted to come back, right? And they wanted to. They want if it's like a Blues Brothers scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah but sure.
0: but I think you're right for the future. Like I think Belichick would be more than happy to punt and, and start laying yeah. the foundation. Well, I know? was
1: listening to to the show, you know, to the boys, the afternoon boys. OMF. Before, yeah. Yeah. Before he came on, and you know, you know, they were talking about you know, what it's going to take to get Brady to come back. And,
0: and they're talking about Andy Dalton. and yeah, I, you know, I, I, That can't happen. You know, replacing, I'll well, blow I mean, the stadium up. I can't for, for, have Andy Dalton. For, <laughs>
1: forget about the name, though. You know, Eli, They brought up Eli Manning, yeah. Blake Bortles. Dear you know, God. The names are all pretty rough. Um, but Go get I Cam Newton
0: if you're going to do that.
1: The one thing we need to remember, though, is, and I'm again, I'm really not trying to be a blank about this, but you're not replacing Tom Brady at this point. Right. And it's important to remember that. Yeah. You're replacing 42-year-old Tom Brady. Yeah, it's a big, you know. Tom Brady replaced Tom Brady. Yeah, he did it about five years ago, yeah. and then he did it again four years ago, and every year for the last five years, he's been replacing himself, going down a mini step each year, and they've been mini steps. So like, it's there's never been that one moment where all of a sudden it was like a before and after moment, mm-hmm. like where Brady was great and then he stunk. We've never seen that. Right. It, it's been tiny little degrees. But now we see a guy where, here's the thing I've noticed, and it's and I thought you could see it really well last week, is that he doesn't carry his pads as well anymore. And that's not the kind of thing we talk about with football players. Because what is it, 20, 25 pounds? It's not a ton of weight. Mm. But when you're a long-bodied 40-something, mm. it does get to the point where carrying those extra, you know, 18 to 28 pounds, whatever the heck it is, and you start sweating in it, and it gets heavier you know you when 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 you see him trying to pivot and change direction in the pocket now you see the knees collapse I've, i saw it like 30 times this year and you know that's that's a sign of only one thing age yeah and it's you know he didn't do anything wrong it's not his fault he turned 42 it's tough, about to turn it, it's tough to see those
0: it's tough to comes for me to come to the conclusion with the footwork, because he looks so slippery in the pocket still. He still does that, like, great slip up, and, like, he can move around in there, and he looks like he's got his feet under him, you know?
1: It looks to me like he is
0: working so hard to do it, though. He's, oh, I think I he mean, is. It's, no, it's, that, that that's – I think that's fair. You know, it's, it's – I think that's fair.
1: You know, the all athletes <clears throat> call it from your stationary point, what do you want to call it, you know, point of inertia, whatever mm. the hell you want to call it, when you're – the act of going from stationary to moving, that initial movement, You sort of see the strength in a player's core. Okay. And for Brady, that first step, big difference. Now from at his peak. Hmm. His first step was underrated. We've talked about it a million times. Yeah. It was Marino like. Yeah. His ability to slide was, was very, I would say, you know. Upper level.
0: Now, I think you hit. I think you hit. Because well, I see it. I breaking see breaking
1: that inertia is not the
0: same. I, I see that pocket mobility, and he looks as good as ever. But that first step, there, there might be something there that you're on to, Because it, 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 I, I think the phrase "he's working harder at it" I think is, well, is fair.
1: Watch what happens. I mean, if you want to <laughs> go back and watch some of the playoff games, if you have. Um, yeah, I do. My, if you have Game Pass, yeah. Um, look, look at the times where he's forced to go to plan B in the pocket, where he's moving right, and then suddenly he has to move back left. Any Anytime he's stuck improvising in the pocket now, it's not good. If it's stepping up, that's fine. Stepping up is planned, right? The pocket's there, you move up into it. That's part of the plan. Mm. I'm talking about when he's off plan. The minute he's off plan now, things are not good. And you can see it in his eyes. He immediately starts thinking, how do I get rid of his football?
0: Well, I think he did a damn good job getting rid of the football. I think he looked around, and people weren't open, or whether they weren't open long enough, or he was having those troubles.
1: Well, you're talking about when he has time to look around, sure. You know, I'm talking about when the pocket's collapsing on him, and it's not good.
2: Hmm.
1: It's not good. I mean, he's you know, he Tom Brady's said Tom Brady has been able to see more plays unfold in front of him. I I don't know if we have a stat for most snaps as a quarterback he's right he's right there he's right at the top in Favre
0: and whomever else you know
1: right so brady is now at a point where he's seen more than anybody in the history of the game so even if tom brady was average he's not he's great right even if he was average (laughs) that would have a lot of value yeah just having that much eyes on the game so you know that's why he's able to do what he's doing you know because he's yoda yeah he really is yeah <laughs> I mean, it's like it's um, and it and I think any good quarterback would be, to be honest. Manning, I'm sure I'm sure, I, I would bet you if you could like get like Manning and Favre, Staubach, any of these quarterbacks, I bet you they would all say it. Like, wouldn't you have loved just to play a couple more years? Just to, they would all be like, oh yeah, yeah, I would have loved to have just been able to just play a couple more years just to watch it. Just to, just to watch the plays unfold, just to watch the game keep unfolding, mm. just to keep learning. Mm. Because the minute you're not in that pocket, you're not learning anymore. Yeah. Um, and you can't, you know, and you and I have talked about this on the show. Like, I think at, at some point, and it's probably some teams already done it, but they don't broadcast it because why would you want to give it to anyone else? But I think coaching the position is going to eventually have a lot to do with the equivalent of flight simulation of the teams that can set up virtual reality for yeah. quarterbacks to learn without being hit, yeah. without having to put your quarterback in jeopardy, but to have him do the eye dance that you need to be able to do to play the position.
0: Well, that shit's coming real all all over the
2: place. Like, yeah,
1: it, but quarterback eye training, I think, is like the next level. And I'm, I guarantee you there's teams already doing it. I guarantee mm, it. Yeah. But, um, you know, r- the key thing for quarterbacks is getting them time in the sim, finding a way to get them experience without getting them clubbed, um, without knocking their eyes down, uh, and NFL teams are losing practice time. They're losing time to hit. So recreating that stuff in a controlled environment is harder to do. Um, it's interesting. I, I really do think that's going to become a big deal at some point. Yeah,
0: you're probably right. Yeah, yeah.
2: and and
1: you know when you look at like look at the things they're doing now with the tracking devices, right? So when you get all the data from the tracking devices, it's not going to be real hard to program, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz if you say, okay, we want to practice against, you know, this particular defense, well, we know who plays it. Yeah. You just go download their games and you download the movement of their defensive players and you just start practice, practice. against it. Yeah. Yeah, I that mean it, it really shouldn't be that hard to do. Mm. Anyway, interesting. Uh, but but Brady is the guy who doesn't need that because he's actually does, yeah, seen yeah. like whatever the heck it is a million plays. Yeah, <laughs> his really cloud store hundred thousand plays, whatever. Yeah, his, his cloud it, storage it, is ridiculous. And
0: his but his ability to process it is like is otherworldly. That's been his differentiator, right? What, what he so sees look, pre-snap, you know. Look
1: at what we saw from Rodgers this year, right? So Rodgers similar to Brady. He's got a lot under the hood. He's got a lot in the sim up top. But they took him out of his offense. They dropped him in a whole new offense, completely different. Hmm. And Rogers was a little out of sync for a while. Yeah, then.
0: took him a few well, several
1: weeks, and, and he still isn't comfortable making a lot of these, these throws because the angles are all different, mm. right? So, th- my point is, if you know Brady loses some of that sim time, if he gets dropped into another sim, yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying, I for me, if Brady's going to play, play here.
0: I, I agree man i want him back i, I do and you know and i want well, him back I mean, forever but you it you know it maybe
1: happen. somebody's probably already said this um i don't get to tap into the live talk shows all day um but i mean wouldn't it make sense just to say you know what 2020 is going to be Brady's last year.
0: I don't think they can get him on a one-year deal because of the because they got a 13 million dollar salary cap hit. If they pay him 20 to 25 million, now they're up over 33 to you know 40 million. Well, no, no, yeah, you might have to player, you might have you to know? pay him two years. Yeah. But,
1: well, okay, if the Patriots don't want him back, that's one thing. Yeah. But for, I'm talking about for
0: Brady. I, I think they have to give him two years if it's going to work financially. I really well, do. Unless Kraft just talking- doesn't give a shit and overpays it, you know. But he might he might lose Belichick. Well, if the Patriots <laughs> don't
1: want if, well. If the Patriots don't want Brady back, then it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, but I'm talking about if both if both sides want some type of reconciliation. I mean, the best case scenario seems obvious. Come back, play next year. We're going to be trying to figure out the position for the future. We can't promise you. We're not going to find something better. Yeah. We can't promise. Meaning, if you stink week eight and the kid's playing well, you're gone. No yeah. promises. Yeah, like that's the scenario. Like, and if and if Tom doesn't want that,
0: I don't think he does.
1: R- but here's my point, though: if he doesn't want that, then
0: then he should retire. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Thank you. That's yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. All right. I think that's a good way to close it out. We'll be talking more about this throughout the off season. We'll get into the rookie stuff, you know, moving forward, but. I think it's a lot of paths. Hey, know, before we the close this season. Down. Before we close this down. I gotta get rolling soon though. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. In in a couple weeks you and I'll have rookies that we want to be on the Patriots. Um but NFL, if you have to take one guy in the NFL who might be available, who would you want? Can't be Andrew Luck.
0: Oh, for a quarterback? Yeah. Hmm. I'd gamble on Newton. Newton. Yeah, you know, it's okay. You know why? I, well, I
1: mean, if we can, get, if, if if Newton can come up here, I would agree with
0: you. Yeah, if I if 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 you're gonna, you know, I gamble on Newton. If I couldn't get him, because I think he Did might you be lose a, the
1: McDaniel's too.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, change the offense. Change the offense. I I wouldn't want to be. I don't want to see another guy try to do what they're doing with Brady for for 20 years. You know what I mean? Change it up. And if I had to go more conventional, I'd probably take a chance at Bridgewater. There you go. That yeah, was my guy. That'd be my guy. Yeah. So. That was my guy. Is it? I, I was just yeah. 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 Those are my two. That's okay. You, I
1: was gonna. I that was gonna be my little, your little hook. Yeah, it was be My spike at the end of the yeah. pod, but you spiked <laughs> it for me. That's okay. Te- I think Teddy. Teddy is the guy. I think could be a sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky way to reload and keep playing for the Patriots. Yeah. Like if you want to make the playoffs next year. Yeah. take hey, five and zero with the Saints, man. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? You, here's the other thing. Teddy Bridgewater's the kind of guy. F- the fans can get behind him. Yeah. He's easy to like. Yeah. And he's smart. Like, he really plays the position smart. Yeah, yeah. So I think Belichick would like him.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Maybe, yeah. And yeah. uh, likable. You got it. Overcome a lot. one. All right, guys. We will uh, talk to you next week. More fantasy football, football, Pats, all that other stuff. Catch you down the way.